When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to Football Full Circle right here on Sports Grid. If you want the edge, stay right here on the grid. Mike Blewett and George are going to take you around the NFL. College football when necessary, not too much news uh, on that front these days, although we're obviously keeping an eye on it when things are going to get started. We're going to bring Joe Lisi in here to talk about some players uh, that were drafted recently in an upcoming show. But for now, uh, George and I are going to go around uh, the rest of the draft tonight and keep you updated on some of the latest stories in the NFL. But before we do that, I always feel like it's our responsibility to tell you to report to you uh, some of the bigger news in the sports betting market. And Colorado is going to open tomorrow, George, as a sports betting market. It's good for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is that Colorado and Denver in particular, one of the fastest growing cities in America, Denver and Dallas are really those top two. So bringing the sports betting market to a place that thrives with four major sports and is going to have pretty uh, convenient sports betting laws that you can make a lot of different types of bets there. They're expected to be about $300 million market. That's a good thing for our industry. It's a good thing for the people of Colorado. And I, I'm not surprised that it's expected to be a pretty robust market. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. I mean, the most important thing you mentioned there is growing market, right? Mm -hmm. We know sports betting is a growing thing now, especially the fact that more and more states are allowing you to do it online. It's legal. You don't, you don't have to sneak around anymore. Uh, listen, I think it's going to explode even further because of what's going on in the, in the world. We, we have no sports now, right? We have nothing yep. you can do. Or very, very minimal things you can do here. So I think it's, uh, it's going to explode in that way anyway, pretty much in all areas of sporting, whether it be betting, fantasy. You know, I think everything's going to explode when things come back here, at least in the short term. It may eventually level off the way, uh, the way it was. But, yeah, I think Colorado and Denver is going to be a big thing as well. Yeah, over 20 states now have are either open for business or are well on their way 
uh, to being open for business. Uh, the Georgia, state where George and I live still don't have mobile betting uh, as of yet, but we're, we're hoping that comes down the pike uh, soon enough. There seems to be a lot of legislation, but obviously low priority right now, considering what we've had going on in New York City, New York State uh, overall. But I uh, always think it's important to note that. And look, if you're if it's something you're interested in your local state, right, your local congressman, it can only it can only help if you I think that's something that that you want in your life and your community and you you feel like uh, your state is prepared for it. it might be a good market for it so i uh, always feel it's important there but let's get to some of the bigger news uh, on the nfl front not the least of which george is andy dalton being by the cincinnati Bengals. now uh, at 17.7 million dollar cap hit and salary uh, we didn't expect him to be around certainly not at the price that he was at they drafted Overall, it's Joe's team. Uh, some thought Andy Dalton might round as a backup, but the Bengals, we know how frugal they are. At that price, there's no way he's going to stay around. But what's interesting is what's happened in the betting market since that was announced this morning. I checked it right when it happened, and Andy Dalton on FanDuel was at plus 550 to be the New England Patriots starting quarterback in week one. That's all the way down to plus 300 now. Let me make sure. As we tape this on April 30th, um, it comes down to, yeah, it's down to plus 300. Andy Dalton's team uh, in week one, minus 135. Patriots, Jaguars, plus 150. Steelers, plus 650. Raiders, plus 3,000. Washington, plus 3,000. Those seem like Hail Marys there. I, I can't see the Raiders or Washington getting involved, but I'll throw it in your lap. What do you think is the landing spot for him? I, you know, I think if Jacksonville was trying to win, I think that makes the most sense. Former coaches there. We had some very good years under him. Or, you know, good years. Maybe not very good years, but good years. Good, solid years, and they know him. But I just don't think they're trying to win. So I don't think it makes much sense there. I mean, I know everyone thinks to the Patriots, but, you know, the Patriots, they have no cap room right now. I don't know if Dalton's going to sign for the gift that Winston did. You know, Winston signed for a little over a million with New Orleans. I don't know if Dalton will do that. Maybe he That's will, the maybe point. he won't. That's only thing that's keeping it alive for me you look at their salary cap they have no money they can shift money around sure you can really get a couple of three million dollars out of nowhere will he do that maybe james winston signing for such a low number is the one thing that has me thinking you know what maybe andy dalton will do that for a year but you know winston's got to uh, he's got to prove you know, sort of rebuild himself dalton's at the end of his career anyway i don't know if he's willing to do that you know, unless, unless he's thinking, oh, you know what, I already got my money. I want to play you know, for a chance for a Super Bowl. Going to New England might be able to do that. That could be a thought process as well. I also wonder if Winston is just screwed over all the, the backup quarterbacks now because he took such a low. You know, and they go, hey, Winston signed for 1.1. I'm not giving you eight, nine million. You get three. Yeah. You know, something like that. But I also wonder this. If teams or other teams are going, wow, backup quarterback Winston for a million. I'd like to have Dalton. I could pay him three. I could pay him four. You know, backup from Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback, that's great for any team. I'm a Cowboy fan. We'd love to have Dalton backing up Dak Prescott. You know, a guy, in case someone gets hurt. And I said this before, Mike, in other shows, I wonder if this year it's going to be more important than any other year to have a backup quarterback because of the virus. You know, like I say, what, what happens if Dak Prescott gets the virus? Now he's out for a month. You know, it's not just injury you have to worry about, but now it's the sickness as well. Even if he's yeah. asymptomatic, you have to worry about it. So I wonder if this is going to be one of those years where it's so important to have a backup quarterback. I'm, I'm really curious to see how Dalton wants to play this. Does he want his, every dollar he can get? Does he want a starting job? 
you know, does he want to go to New England for a chance for a Super Bowl? I'm curious. I think a lot of this is in Dalton's hands. I think he'll have suitors. Yeah, I, the, you know, the one thing, the one team that I keep thinking needs a QB, whether it's Cam Newton or Andy Dalton, is Denver. And they put a whole bunch of weapons around him, and I hope he can run with him as a second-round pick. But what if Drew Locke doesn't play well? What if he really falls apart in the first six games of the year? Denver's not a team whose roster is so bad that they can just be like, all right, let's just punt it till next year. They put a lot of assets on this team, and they're paying Von Miller and other guys on the defense. So I think feels that they can be a playoff team, and if Drew Locke is screwing it up just hypothetically for six games, you'd want somebody to be able to come in there and take it over, whether it's Andy Dalton or Cam Newton or somebody else. But Drew Locke's not really doesn't really have any behind him right now. Oh, I like it. Locke's got Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripien, Riley Neal. I mean, once again, that'd be a good spot for a backup quarterback. Uh, listen, it depends on what Dalton wants. If he wants to go have a chance where, all right, I'm not going to start from game one, I know that, but eventually I might get the starting job, Denver makes sense because you're right. Drew Locke, he was solid last year, but that was a couple of games. It's a very small sample size. All right. Yeah. And if you're any Dalton, you look at, you know, they drafted Jeff Judy. You know, I got some weapons there now. I wouldn't mind being there. You already got Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. It's good, uh, good running game. Solid offensive line. Nothing great there. Noah Fant, right? And uh, the tight end whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce right now that they drafted. So, uh, you know, good for them. They have an offense that should score points. So, yes, I would agree Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna call you Alberto. Ao, Ao. There yeah. we go. I got a friend named uh, Ao, so we'll go Ao there. Uh, so yeah, I think that's. I think there are gonna be a lot of teams like this though, where he'd be a very good fit, Mike, as a yeah. backup quarterback. Uh, what does Dalton want? I think it all comes down to. I'll say it again. I think it, what does he want? Does he want a chance? Does he want a chance from the get-go to be a starting quarterback? Well, then that's probably Jacksonville if they want him, and New England if they want him. If he just wants a chance yeah. to go in there with a ring. And it's probably just uh, one of the better teams. But if he wants a team where, he, okay, by week four to six, maybe I can take over. Not a true Super Bowl contender, but a playoff contender. Team like Denver makes sense. I think those are the only two teams, by the way, New England and Jacksonville right now, where you could go in and say, you know what, I'm just going to beat these guys and they'll start me. Uh, Jacksonville, I feel, and New England, I feel, are motivated to start Minshew and Stidham, respectively, to some extent but not to the extent that they be, they'd look badly in whatever preseason we have and then start them anyway. I, I don't think Bill or particularly cares about Jared Stidham's feelings. And uh, Jackson, yeah, and I think Jacksonville, I, I think you're right. I don't think they particularly care if they win a lot of games. They can't really seem to do it anyway, even when they are trying. But, <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, they can't. They, they lose double-digit games every year except for one. But That's um, I think Dalton could go out there. Look, here's the the potential in Jacksonville. Minshew goes out there and he's awful. You can't let the locker room see you just doing that every week, rolling him out there saying, all right, uh, Minshew's still the starter. He's played terribly for two months, but we'll have him out there. If you have Andy Dalton there, he can go out there and try and win some games. He won enough in Cincinnati. But do they want to uh, win games? I don't think they want to. I don't think the upper manager wants to. I think they're playing. You know, there are other teams that weren't really trying to win games, and they just won a few. Cincinnati didn't know if they were going to have the number one overall pick. You know, they still beat the Jets and put it in jeopardy, and then they yeah, beat the Cleveland. Players always want to win. Players yeah. always. It's always That's that management, though. I think yeah. the management's. This is what I mean. I don't think management's going to want to spend for Dalton unless he's really coming for a, 
a cheapskate contract. I don't think they want him to come in and win the job because he would win the job, right? Yeah. I mean, is there any doubt he'd win the job? And that's another thing you have to ask yourself. What I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a lock. But what I think he's well, a better I, I player think, than Minshew. I think he but, would win the job. But that's another thing you have to ask yourself. If you're a GM, do you want to bring in Dalton? If you truly want to give the like the young quarterback lock, this really goes back to Denver, but yeah. or or maybe Stidham, depending on what you think about him. But if you really want to give that quarterback a legit the, the starting job, you want him to get the starting job, you almost have to assume a Dalton in the training camp is probably going to outplay him. I mean, most likely, and you know, the players are going to see that. They're going to see that. Oh, this guy's better, but yet you're still going with the rookie. You're still going with the young player. This that happened. may not be good yeah. either. That, that situation actually happened in Tennessee last year. There was a sense during training camp that Tannehill was better. But because Mariota had been there and they felt they owed him and it was his fifth-year option, they, they started him. It didn't really look good. A month made the change, and the Titans nearly went to the Super Bowl as a result of it. So um, I think Vrabel is probably kicking himself for not having made that decision initially, but it sort of all came out in the wash uh, for them as they got on a run. But, hell... If the Steelers had just played a little bit better down the stretch, the Titans wouldn't have even made the playoffs. Well, they may well, so yeah. one uh, they, more game. They, they caught a they caught a break, but uh, in any event, so I, I think that's interesting. The betting market on Dalton, it was yeah. Look, I wrote it this morning. It was plus five fifty to start in New England in Week One. Now it's down to plus two hundred. That's not even twenty. I mean, that happened this morning. So it shows you how how quickly people hammered that. Jared Stidham still a favorite. At minus 200. Cam Newton's still just floating out there, George. Uh, I mean, I just think Denver, I, I, to your if you want to give Drew Locke a chance, Newton comes in there. Like the other players are like, why are we playing Drew Locke? We have an MVP behind him now. So it does get complicated when you have a, a younger quarterback like that that you're trying to give a chance to play. Um, uh, the Jets, uh, other couple other teams out there, Rams, Seahawks, Titans, Falcons. I mean, those are all backup jobs, obviously. Any of those seem more appealing than the Denver, New England triumvirate? I mean, you could make an argument for the Jets, but it's New York. I don't think they're going away. I think Donald, unless he gets hurt, he's got to prove himself this year. I don't think they'll do that, uh, where they would bench him to go for Don, uh, for Dalton. I don't think yeah, they this would. Is all back. Those are all backup scenarios, right? Right. Goff, I, I, Wilson. I, don't, I don't see it. I don't. I, same thing with the Rams. Yeah, I don't see that. Uh Obviously, in Seattle, love, he's obviously a straight mean, back up. Yeah, but what a great job. Being a good team, hang out with Russell Wilson. He's never out. If you, you don't even have to cash take a, a check, snap. Sure. Like I said, if you just, just want to cash a check, that's what, what does Dalton want? That's just what I mean by it. What does he want? Does he just want to cash a check? Does he want a chance to play? You know, is he happy just being a backup? Oh, I'll, I'll hold the clipboard. Well, that's a nice pass by Russell. Yeah, yeah, great play. I signed a one-year deal with the Seahawks, living in the, in the Northwest uh, right. on a good team. But uh, all right, so that's it on Andy Dalton. A uh, few more minutes to go. I was going to talk about uh, compensatory picks just because I, I think it's something that not as many people know a lot about. It seems to be this magical formula, and that magical formula did change, George. So now most compensation picks will be between the third and sixth round moving forward in 2021. We're not going to tack on a bunch of seventh-round picks. But the early guesses is what the compensatory formula will net certain teams. The team with the most pick, most compensatory picks. I'm not sure if you saw this earlier today. Who would you guess it was? It is going to be in 2021. Projected, obviously. It's a sliding scale. Uh, as for most, I know Dallas is projected to be a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. That's, That's four. Right. 
Uh, are they the most? Yeah. I, I, yeah I think so they right. lost. They lost Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Randall Cobb, Malik Collins, and a few others. They signed McCoy, Gerald McCoy, Ha, Clinton Dixon, Greg Zerline. What's up, two kickers? Uh, and don't, don't play uh, with me, so Mike. They're they're expected to have the four picks, so they've lost a lot. Other teams expected to have three picks. Uh, the Packers they lost Martinez, Balaga, Fackrell. They signed Devin Funchess. Uh, the Patriots expected to get uh, a a three. Sorry, the Falcons with three. And the Saints, Rams, Vikings, Steelers all expected to get two Chiefs as well. So uh, some interesting, uh, interesting math there that's done. It's really based on how many players you lose. Uh, you can't have released a player. They have to leave straight through free agency. And how they compare to their peers, George, um, postseason awards, all that stuff factors in. Interesting formula that's had some tweaks to it. But again, uh, probably won't see any in the seventh round next year. And the limit is 32. Only as many as it can only be divvied out as as many as there are teams in the league. So uh, it's an interesting formula. I suggest everybody read into it. But that's a little note on next year. It looks like the Cowboys are going to come out on top. It's, it is the magic formula, right? It's almost like the, even the teams don't understand it. Because you Not hear really. them say, oh, yeah, we're expecting, a, I think Stephen Jones of Dallas, we're expecting a bunch of picks next year. But he didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And because, it, because playing time actually factors into it. So as a hypothetical... Uh, you know, Gerald McCoy. No, let me think of something better. You know, haha, Clinton Dix. Dallas signs him, and the Bears. He he's left the Bears as a true free agent. What if haha, Clinton Dix just doesn't pan out? He doesn't play a bunch of snaps, or he gets released. That hurts what would potentially have gone to the Bears. Um, that's probably a good example because I, I don't know what Ha Clinton Dix is going to look like. He's been on a few teams in the last few years, but if his play doesn't uh, live up to what they expect, and that would actually hurt the Bears' compensation. Yeah, once again, it does make sense when you look at it that way. But there are so many things that go into it. It's just, I, I've, I do not try and figure it out. That's right up there with the, you know, the quarterback formula. I'm not dealing with that either, and all that crap that goes <laughs> yeah. into there. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't have that. I was promised there'd be no math, so uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not doing it. But yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, that's one of the reasons why you heard in the Dermot draft them. They traded their sixth round pick next year because they knew they were getting a whole bunch. Of that's extra right. picks, they felt they could do it. So, uh, right. yeah, you, you use that to your advantage. You know, that's just the, just the way it is. New England always seems to have a bunch every year. There are certain teams that always seem to have a lot. They don't. If you don't play the free agency game, which teams like Green Bay generally don't, then you're going to get those extra picks. So uh, right. you put them to good use. And once again, Dallas, that'll give them, what, 11 picks, right? Well, you traded one away. You'll have 10 picks next year. It gives you right. ammunition to move up, down, all around. Get a, get a player you want. Steelers are always good for one or two. They always come out on the wrong side of free agency. So, uh, okay, so we'll talk a little bit about the teams. We'll continue to work our way through the draft, as we did on the previous shows. The teams we'll talk about, the Bucks, Niners, Broncos, Falcons, Cowboys, Eagles. Some trades in here. We already talked about a couple of the teams that had two picks. We've already talked about the Raiders and Jaguars. Uh, their second pick, their second picks came in this range. But our first trade uh, of that first round of the draft, Jordan, was uh, Bucks and Niners. So I don't know that I expected it, but it seemed to work out for both teams. Well, it's, Sanford had a great draft, so it definitely worked out for them, and the Bucks got somebody they needed, right? You're going to have a 48-year-old quarterback, whatever Tom is, you better protect his butt. Yeah. I wish he was 48. I mean, I'd be younger than him. But, I wanted to say like uh, 78, but uh, 48 <laughs> came out. Uh, alas, we will uh, talk about these teams after the break. So it's Mike and George right here on The Grid with Football Full Circle coming back right after the break. Pharrell. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we're back on Football Full Circle. Thanks for following us on the grid at Sports Grid on Twitter, at Sports Grid TV on Instagram. George is at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. Might see those handy-dandy Twitter handles under our pictures. But uh, let's get through the draft. We keep talking about it, obviously. We're not doing grades uh, like some other shows do. We're really just kind of talking through it. George and I, I think, did a, a really comprehensive job of going through each and every team's free agency additions. And now we're seeing how that fits in with whom they drafted. We obviously don't know how these players are going to work out, George. So uh, we got to take it at face value and see if they really address the needs that we felt they had going into the draft. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, right? Uh, you teams generally use free agency to, I guess, get the best bargains or the best top players they want. And then how does your draft philosophy go? Are you filling a need? Best player available? Uh, are you trading up with somebody? Like we're still going to see with Tampa Bay in a second. That's where it really gets interesting. I like to see what teams do. You know, I kind of find that, for me, that's kind of fun. What is their philosophy? You know, are they going to take the best BPA, which generally we don't see a lot of teams do, or are they going for a need? You know, we see Green Bay, a lot of people are angry there because they didn't go for a need. Yeah, uh, no doubt. We'll, we'll get to Green Bay uh, soon enough, probably in the next show. But we'll start it off here with the Bucks. So as this draft progressed, 
Um, there were no trades, certainly not trades that we thought. I was, you know, we thought at one point Detroit might be on the move. I think as I got closer to draft day, I wasn't quite as certain. Uh, still thought that the Giants, uh, or the Giants were possibly going to be moving. I didn't expect them to, but uh, there was at least a sliver of hope. And then I really thought the Jaguars would move, right? I thought somebody was going to trade up into the top 10, take one of the receivers. Not only was I, I thought two wide receivers might go in the top 10. I was like, if Corey Davis and Mike Williams and John Ross all went in the top 10, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and C.D. Lamb have to make their way into the top 10. But it just didn't happen. The depth of the wide receiver draft, I think, had everybody stay put. And Ruggs uh, comes out on top uh, with the Raiders. So I didn't see that coming, obviously. But uh, the Niners played it well. Uh, guys started falling for whatever reason. The Bucks thought that somebody might come, and come up and take the, the remaining tackle of the four, Thomas and Wills and Becton had all been drafted. I was getting close, but the Bucks obviously got a little itchy and wanted to make sure that they had their guy. The Niners had no picks really after the first round. They had two first round picks and they didn't have any second, third, or fourth round picks, I believe it was. So they move back a spot, still get their guy. But let's talk about the Bucks first. They get Tristan Wirfs. And the thing that comes that really jumps out to me is things are just sort of falling into place for Tampa. I don't know what kind of push they gave Tom Brady. It seemed like he was really just picking what was most comfortable for him. Gronk comes out of retirement. They've got all these things that are falling into place for them. And then the one position that they needed, they have a guy that might be the most talented one of all, uh, falls for them at 13. They take advantage and move up one spot to get him. And you got to like that, don't you? I know people question, why move up one spot? Well, because you had to worry about another team going up there and getting worse. So yeah. you went up and got it. You know you needed it. You know you have a very small window with Tom Brady. I know the guy, may, maybe he is going to play forever, but you have two years this year and next. So get what he needs. Get what you need to succeed here. And that was... You can make an argument he's the number one offensive lineman in the draft, number two, whatever it is. He's top three, top four at worst, and you went up and you got him. Whatever it was, there was a drop-off after Werfs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They came up, they saw him, they liked him, they got him. And I like that. I think Tampa, I think when you do what Tampa Bay has done, right, you, you had a jettison Winston, you don't want him, 30 picks and all that, fine. You sign Tom Brady, you know that your, you know, your window of really competing is small. Well, then you better do everything you can, everything you possibly can to win now. Three years from now doesn't matter because you might be rebuilding. You don't have a quarterback for, you know, in three years from now. So you'll be starting up from scratch anyway. I like what they did here. Yeah. And the uh, next guy uh, I feel like fell into their lap as well. That's Antoine Winfield. So he carries on his dad's NFL legacy, according to ESPN's tweet. And he comes in the second round of the draft. Again, almost halfway through the second round for a player that a lot of people watch tape on and feel like if he can stay healthy – which he wasn't early in his career at Minnesota, and he did have a year left, so he left a year early. He could have gone back, but heck, he ends up in the second round now uh, on a pretty good team, that he might be as good as any safety to come out in this draft, George. He's obviously a playmaker. His dad was a playmaker, a first-round pick in the 1999 draft. Uh, he played 12 years in the NFL. He's a multiple-time pro bowler. And here he goes. So they that falls into place. They needed a running back. Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, a pass-catching running back. They get him to complement Ronald Jones. Tyler Johnson, another wide receiver. They have depth now at the position. Tyler Johnson was thought to be uh, higher rated than that. So all of these guys with slightly to higher, much higher ratings than where they were drafted 
all fell into place for Tampa, and their odds uh, have been reflected. They are now third in, on FanDuel Sportsbook. They are now third at, behind the Niners and, and the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC Championship. It seems a little rich for me, but it just goes to show you that there's a lot of momentum with this team, George. There is, and it's also as Tom Brady went there. And they also, I mean, what they're doing is they're playing on the public who loves Tom Brady, and they bet no matter what. Yeah, you know, we have seen this with teams too. Dallas always has a higher spread than they should because you have so many Dallas fans who will bet on them no matter what. All right, so uh, I, I give that a little bit of a grain of salt. I don't think they're a top three team, but they're certainly a team that's going to be. They might be a team I want to see most because you look at offense. I mean, everything is there on offense. Now, you didn't even need the wide receiver, right? You already have Godwin and Evans. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. You have 17 tight ends, and they could all play. All right. Uh, you, I mean, yeah. you and I discussed Howard yesterday, right? You picked up his fifth-year option, so you're not trading him. At least I don't think you are, because now a team has to pay that man, uh, even if he's a bomb. What uh, if Howard got... became a third wide receiver for them instead of an inline tight end? I don't. He's not a slot guy, right? Uh, I don't. I don't see that. No, I don't see that. Uh, I mean, well, I do worry about Arians. Usually, doesn't. He's not big on the tight ends, but with Gronk, you got to use him. I mean, Brady's going to use him anyway. It won't matter. So, uh, but you got Brady. You're, you got worse for the offensive line. You got Vaughn for the running back. We, well, the Gronk doesn't have to catch 100 passes. No, he doesn't. He, and he's not going to. Right. Because with, with those wide receivers, those are the two best wide receivers that Brady's ever had. He had Morse, but he had nobody complimenting him. He had Godwin's Brown, but nobody gonna, complimenting at him. God, Godwin's stats were awesome this year, but I think this year he'll be even better. I don't care if he has as many catches. I think Godwin's going to dominate this year. I think this is Brady's best offense ever. You know, the question is, he, I mean, I know they set all those records that one year. I don't, I don't remember what year it was. You well, know, so. and he, I just don't, I don't know if he's, uh, he's not the quarterback he was in 07. That's the difference there. No. I don't know if he can get the ball deep to these guys consistently over and over. I think the way to get the Brady is pressure up the middle. And I do think that's maybe the weakness of the Tampa Bay offensive line. So they got to yeah. work on that. But if you can give him time, we know he's going to pick everybody apart. But his offense is going to hum. Yeah, uh, no doubt. So. Uh, yeah, all falling in place for them. And another team that a few things fell into place for, uh, San Francisco 49ers. In the Super Bowl last year, FanDuel still has them at plus 460 to win the NFC Championship. Uh, by the way, Tampa Bay's win total was 9.5. The Niners is, I'm looking it up right now, uh, the latest is 10.5. By the way, sidebar, uh, can you explain to me why uh, when I when I'm looking up the NFL teams alphabetically. Seattle is in front of San Francisco, but Tampa Bay is in front of Tennessee. You see how that's flip-flopped? Yeah. I, I, a- I, I need an explanation. I'm sure somebody has it. Feel free to write in, tweet at us. I don't know why. But in any event, uh, San Francisco is at 10 and a half, so it's still a team expected to get a lot of wins, George. They only picked up five players in the draft, but because of the draft, they picked up picks for next year. They bring in Trent Williams as well. So he's really the biggest acquisition of draft weekend. But getting Javon Kinlaw to add to the talent there and Brandon Ayuk uh, a need that they had at wide receiver was a good way to start in round one. It's not the way I would They got good players, but it's not the way I would have gone. You know, once again, with San Fran, I would have gone wide receiver here. You know, I, I, I would have. If there's any doubt in my mind, I would have taken a wide receiver. We've been all over Garoppolo. Right, I mean, everybody in their mom was yelling at him. You, you know, he had a terrible second half. Was it two for ten? I heard but they did get one in the first he, round. Maybe that's the guy they like. Not one of the top guys. You could have gotten one of the top guys. You know, instead you take a position. I and I, listen, I like Kinlaw. I'm a Cowboy fan. I would have been fine if the Cowboys took him, but it wasn't a position of need. 
you know, you just traded Buckner, so I mean, Bruckner, so you really didn't need that. I just would, I wouldn't have gone that direction. I wouldn't have. I would have gone with one of the top wide receivers. Uh, I know listen, Shanahan thinks differently. Maybe he didn't want a true outside guy. He wants. You never know what Kyle Shanahan's thinking. He may think I don't care who I got. I, I'll find ways. I'll scheme him open. It won't matter here. But if you want to find out Garoppolo's the real guy, then you need to get him a real number one wide receiver. He's got the tight end. He's got good depth at wide receiver now. We know the running backs are good. I just would have liked to have seen him take a wide receiver here. It was there for the taking. It was a weakness for the team. And, you know, listen, if Ayuk works out, then, hey, you got the best of both worlds. Yeah. But I think it took a little bit of a gamble here that you didn't have to take. Yeah, that is going to be a really interesting part of this draft because there were so many wide receivers drafted in the first couple of rounds. We're, we're going to be really comparing and contrasting these guys a lot. There's a lot of stuff out on social media today about Frank Reich's love affair with Michael Pittman. He ended up getting him. Uh, the Jets obviously had one with Denzel Mims, but maybe the Niners uh, feel the same way about Brandon Ayuk. So... I think they added good players, like you said. It, it may not have been the way you drew it up, but they didn't ha really have any mid-round draft picks. Uh, they utilized uh, a few more. They traded up, obviously, to get Ayuk traded back one slot uh, and still ended up with Kinlaw. So uh, they feel good about their players. I think it's a really still a strong team top to bottom. They also, though, traded away Matt Breida. And when you and I were communicating via uh, text, you said that you didn't like that move at all. I don't remember saying that. I wasn't thrilled thought, about it. Yeah, I thought, I well, you said that. you liked the Trent Williams deal, but you didn't think they did a good job with Breida. Did you think they didn't get enough compensation? Maybe I misread it. I you think, tell I me your thoughts on the Breida trade. I think they trade. traded light. Yeah, sure. I yeah. do think they traded light here. Uh, once again, I think the, the leverage was gone. Yeah, you got McKinnon. You got Coleman. You got Mostert. Everybody knows you got to get rid of one. And they, like, as you just said, they, they had no draft picks, and everybody knew that too. So you weren't mm -hmm. going to get a lot in return. Uh, you traded him to Miami. I th listen, I like it for Miami. Braid is a nice player. A little bit of health issues. Does, has a hard time staying healthy. I know as though when I'm doing in-game live on Sundays, and I do the updates, it seems like I always had to write, and Braid has just left the game, uh, questionable with an ankle injury. So every yeah. time I did an update, I always had to write that for him. Yeah. So I can say that, you know, let everybody know he's out. So that concerns me somewhat. But, uh, I mean, I like the deal definitely better for Miami than I do San Fran. You know, you're just getting a low-round pick. At least Miami gets another running back in there. Like I said, I'm not in love with the player, but I think they I think they traded a little light on him. Yeah, they obviously signed Eric Armstead to a big extension. They traded um, uh, Buckner, DeForest Buckner. Uh, they picked up Travis Benjamin, Jimmy Ward, uh, signed an extension, and Ben Garland. They were, they were, for the most part, they were pretty inactive during free agency. They have a stacked team. They, they spent a lot of money in the previous seasons. Now, uh, we expect a lot of times these Super Bowl losers to have hangovers, George. But I do actually feel that the Niners are built in such a way that I think they can come back and compete. Um, I don't know that they can rip off 13 games to get to the Super Bowl again, but I don't expect the Super Bowl hangover like we saw with the Rams. Agreed. Agreed. I actually agree on both statements. I don't think 13 wins are coming again. That's That division's getting just too strong there. But I think they'll be in their double-digit win category. I think that defense is lights out. It was... Like you say about so many teams, talk to me about Garoppolo. If he takes the next step, once again, I don't need him to be a superstar, but if he takes that next step, hey, then you're going to be damn good, really tough to beat. If he's the same quarterback as last year, well, then it's going to be sort of a game by game, which, which Jimmy shows up. The one against New Orleans who scored, what, 50 points, whatever it was in that game, or the second half in the Super Bowl who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, so, uh, so Denver really ends up, uh, lucking out as a result of the way things fell before them. We thought Jerry Judy might be the first guy off the board of the wide receiver position, but he was not. He goes second, 
and he ends up uh, with at Denver. I, I, I assume on some level Denver had to be surprised. Uh, they didn't go up and get Judy. Maybe they were expecting to have their choice between Ruggs and Lamb, but they had their choice between Judy and Lamb. They obviously like Judy more. They take him there. In the second round, K.J. Hamler, uh, Penn State wide receiver. Uh, a little bit further down, Tyree Cleveland from Florida. So they added three receivers in total, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten players added by Denver via trade in the offseason. They picked up A.J. Bouye and Jarrell Casey. They signed Graham Glasgow. They signed Melvin Gordon. So, George, I mean, they're adding ten guys in the draft. They added five pieces during free agency. I have to say, of all the teams, and they were one of the teams I was really tracking through the weekend, I really like what Denver did. It started off with a bang with Jerry Judy looking sharp in his Broncos uniform. Oh, definitely. Once again, gift from God, right? He falls down there. I didn't. I, I was really surprised that no team traded with, I think it was Cleveland at 10. I thought Cleveland at the 10 was to, to get ahead of the Jets because a lot of us thought the Jets would take a wide receiver. And when no receiver was taken, I was waiting for someone to trade up, and Denver was someone I thought might do it. Matter of fact, I believe we had heard earlier in the week that Denver and Cleveland were talking. And That was and, one of the teams that I saw consistently through mock drafts that was going to be picking in the top 10 by a trade. Yeah, because they would have traded up to get that wide receiver. So no, no shock that they took a wide receiver. I was surprised, Mike, that they backed it up with another wide receiver, especially yeah. when it wasn't really an area of weakness. <laughs> It wasn't. God bless you, Mike. Thank you. You know, so I was a little bit surprised there. But I think, once again, I think Elway's going, you know what? I got the young quarterback. You you have doubts. I have doubts about him. Small sample size last year. We're going to give him all the weapons. He's got a legitimate running game, Gordon and Lindsay. So te teams can't load up on the pass and have the safety deep. They'll have to all worry about that. You got Fant and AO at tight end, two of the quickest tight ends there are. So you, you're solid there. Now you got Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton. I mean, that's a solid, that's a really good receiving core. It's definitely, in my, it's at least top 10, probably yeah. better than that. So it's like, they, once again, there's no excuses. All for young, too. Right. It's, they, they could grow together and be really good outside of Gordon for a long time here. So we'll see what they can do here. But I think this is another team. We put the weapons in front of the quarterback. Now he needs to take that step. He needs to be that guy. A little unfair. Locks only started a handful of games. It's really maybe, maybe 2021 where you make the true judgment on him. But they're expecting big things from him. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, there are just a lot of guys. You mentioned Albert O, the tight end. They drafted Jake Butt and Jeff Hoyerman in previous years. Jake Butt, unfortunately, continues to be they besieged by major injuries. Um, but Fant and Albert O, Cushenberry, Ojemudia, the third, the two third-round picks were guys that were, according to things that I've read and heard, maybe a little bit inconsistent, but expected but when they played at their best nearing first round type of talent so uh, i have to say I, of all the teams out there uh, denver's one of the teams i like the most what they did and adding that many players for a second year coach in vic fangio i think it gives him a lot to work with he's got a bunch of guys at, at crucial positions that can come in and have impact right away I, I never put too much on rookie wide receiver shoulders like jerry judy but if there's one guy I feel that can do it, it's him. He's pretty polished. We'll come back, discuss a few more teams after this on Football Full Circle on the Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all. Even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney. Make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Back on football, full circle, closing it out with another few teams, the 2020 NFL Draft. So, uh, George, next up, let's see Atlanta Falcons. They were a team that was rumored quite a bit to be ready to make moves, uh, make moves, take you know, takes moves to make moves, and they thought they were going to be wheeling and dealing. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov was vocal about it. Now, you could say it's a smokescreen, but if you're saying you're trying to move up, I think you're sort of letting everybody know, like, hey, I'm open for business. I'm not going to give away the farm, but let's get some business done here. And it just never really materialized. I think we know that defense is the area where they needed the most help. They signed Todd Gurley. Uh, they signed a few other guys in the offseason, but they they lost some people, too. Um, you know, they lost... Uh, they got they, but they signed Dante Fowler and Todd Gurley. It's really the two uh, biggest additions. They lost uh, Hooper, the tight end. They bring in Hayden Hurst, a downgrade, but still at least they replaced the position. But going into this draft, we knew they needed defense, and that's really how they started out. Three of the first four picks are defense. George starting out with AJ Terrell of Clemson. Yeah, I think the player they were uh, targeting in a trade it was Henderson, mm-hmm. but he went even earlier. I think we a lot of us thought Henderson was going there on the. 12 range, 12 to 14, somewhere in there. He went nine. So I think that really killed any chance for them to trade up. Maybe Jackson didn't want to, or maybe they didn't, they didn't want to give up what it would have taken to get him. So I think we knew they were going cornerback. Terrell was one of those fast risers, right, during the draft or during the draft process where he kept going up draft boards here. There was words that Dallas, uh, looking at him next, liked him as well. I think he was probably overdrafted a little bit. 
you know, maybe not major, but a little bit here. But we knew Atlanta was going defense. They're a team. This is a team that's still snake bit. They, uh, especially on defense, players keep getting hurt. It's like someone has a sniper, and these guys go down. One or yeah. sometimes multiple guys in a week, and they they can't survive. If they can stay healthy, they'll be a good team. That we know the offense can score. Whether or not Gurley is Gurley or not, he's probably not. They can score some points here. This defense, if it just, I mean, I always want to say if it just marginally improves, they'll be an interesting team. Tough division. I mean, Buccaneers, Saints. Uh, Panthers have got. I think that's a problem. Here, that's a problem, fun. right? They, things went badly for them the last couple of years. They're doing seven and nine seasons, uh, but now this division got better in a hurry. The Saints were already one of the best teams in the entire NFC, and the Bucks got a lot better. And the Bucks went seven and nine too. And the Bucks had a bad season. Went seven and nine. They lost a lot of close games. Were at home. Were away from home for two months and went seven and nine. Uh, I bet the Bucks under hard last year, and I missed it. They went over six and a half. They got to seven wins, barely, but they did it. And that's with the quarterback throwing 30 interceptions and having a bad offensive line and uh, being ho- away from home for two months. So I'm saying you just change a couple of those things and it starts to move in the direction. Now, obviously, things can go sideways for that team. But with, with Atlanta, look, I, I think getting three of your top four players on defense is smart. They get Matt Hennessy, the center out of Temple, Marlon Davis in defensive tackle, Michael Walker, Fresno State inside linebacker, and Jalen Hawkins, uh, safety in the fourth round. Four, four of those those first five picks were all in the fourth rounds. They got one other seventh-round pick, a, a punter. But um, I just have concerns about this team still. I don't know if they're good enough defensively playing against some high-powered offenses. We've already talked about the Panthers, and we think that might be the worst team in the division. Uh, we got the Bucks and the and the Saints, who we think will put up a lot of points too. So this Atlanta defense is really going to have to hold up. It can't be all up to Matty Ice because if you're going toe to toe with these offenses, you it's a win some lose some scenario. You're going to have to snatch a couple of games on the road. Yeah, that's going to be tough for them. I mean, it's almost like you know you're playing in the wrong division. Sorry. Yeah. You know, uh, and they are. They're playing in the. I mean, it's top heavy. You know, uh, Saints and Bucks. I mean, Saints. Everyone has it. No worse than the second world best team in the NFC, and everyone's on the Bucks, right? There's it being at least top five, and no one's talking about the Falcons being there. So yeah, they are on, on the outside looking in here. Yeah, listen, the NFC as a whole is tough. What division's easy? The East. All right, I'll give you the East. You know, and I don't think the Eagles or Dallas is great. Yeah, uh, you know, you got the Packers, Vikings. We'll see what the Bears can do. We know the West is rough. So the NFC as a conference as a whole is not easy to, uh, to play in. I think the Falcons are going to be a decent team, but I think they're praying for a second wild card or a third wild card spot. Yeah, I think they're. I think you're looking at a wild card uh, hope there. But still, I, I, they, I think they have the potential to be a good team. I'm not hammering them. I just don't know if they're good enough to win the division. That's usually sort of the way we gauge things uh, at this time of year. So uh, moving on to the next team, and that is the – sorry, I lost my place. And it is the uh, Cowboys. Killing me. It's your team. The Cowboys. So how can I lose my place when we're talking about your team? So um, unlike the Falcons who said their best player available was A.J. Terrell, which I, I don't believe. I think they drafted on straight need. Um, Michael Lombardi, by the way, crushed the Falcons for that because they said they've drafted their best player on the board. I don't think anybody after 15 picks in that draft thought A.J. Terrell was the best player left on the board. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, other GMs don't think that. I, I'd rather you just be honest about it and be like, hey, we really like him for our team. He fits nicely. Just say that, you know. Um, you can pump up the player all you want, but you don't have to say that. 
Anyway, I think the Cowboys did take the best player available. They didn't need a wide receiver necessarily, but CeeDee Lamb fell in their lap. So the guy on the yacht gets the best player available. The guy on the yacht, yeah, that's a very expensive yacht he had going there. Uh, you know, it just surprised me. Well, Jerry Jones, I don't know if I could ever say I'm surprised, but Jerry Jones usually goes out there, right? He takes some picks, maybe not so much in the first round, but he does some things where you just don't understand. He likes to take chances here. But this is one time where Dallas did follow their board. Lamb was seventh on their board. And they were surprised. They were, I think they were shocked when he was still there, and they, they took him. Now, I did hear that Dallas had several trade offers. Uh, to, to move down. I would have liked to have seen what these trade offers were, you know, to make it see, you know, maybe they could have gotten Chase on and a guy like that. They could have gotten him a few picks later. Uh, the Eagles tried to trade ahead of Dallas. Uh, once again, not so much. They, they weren't worried about Dallas taking Lamb. The Eagles were worried about someone trading with Dallas to get Lamb. I think that's yeah. what the Eagles were worried about. There. I don't think the Eagles saw Dallas tra- getting Lamb either. But I, I like what Dallas has done here. I'm a big believer. I've said it before in BPA. Take the best player available. Unless, you know, hey, if you have Russell Wilson, yeah, I'm probably not taking a quarterback in the first round. I'm not going to do things like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I'm not doing that. But other than that, you always need receivers. And this also gives Dallas an out in two years if you don't want to go with Cooper anymore. We think he's too, uh, you know, he's being paid too heavily. Gallup will need a new contract in two yeah. years. And it gets you out of that. You know, yeah. you, you can move on with Lamb and Gallup. You know, sure. I, I assume Gallup won't cost as much as Cooper. And you move on from there. So I like what, uh, I like what the Cowboys did here. Yeah, so a couple of things on that. First, uh, Zeke Elliott uh, sent out a tweet, thrilled uh, or mind blown by the fact that his offense next year could be Dak himself, Amari Cooper, and CeeDee Lamb. And they leave Michael Gallup off of this particular graphic, but uh, Michael Gallup there as well. So uh, pretty impressive stuff. But I, I really wanted to focus on what you were saying in that what do you think it does for Michael Gallup? He was the first person I thought of. By the way, shout out to our guy, Davis Maddock, who was doing draft coverage just like you were that night. And as things started to slip, we had him on right before this, like talking Raiders. And he said, just wait. If Oh, he was talking about uh, Jerry Judy because he was covering the AFC West. And he said, just wait. when If, if CeeDee Lamb falls to the Cowboys... Jerry's going to take him. So he nailed it. He knew it. It was coming. That's a very Jerry pick. And I I, I agree with the pick. I, I think you take a player of that kind of talent, you just jump on it. But what does it mean for Michael Gallup? He's the guy that I thought, well, great for this year, but long term, I don't think Michael Gallup necessarily gets a second contract with this team. See, I think he probably does. Because I think I think Cooper will be gone in two years. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think that's the guy who gets lost at, lost in here. And because Ken- I think Gallup and Lamb. Can they get out of it? I ha- I'd have to look they, at the numbers. They can get out of Cooper in two years. All right, that makes sense then. So that, that's why this that's why this works out. That's why the Lamb thing made more sense when people looked into that, because you can get out of Cooper in two years. It can be Lamb and Gallup. You know, depending. Listen, Cooper may be great. Maybe you don't want to get rid of him, but they can if they want, and there's no guaranteed money. And maybe Gallup's so, not great. And maybe Gallup, right? Maybe Gallup doesn't develop. We don't know. But uh, this gives Dallas so many options here. I mean, you mentioned the offense there. And also, Blake Jarwin should be better uh, at tight end than Jason Witten, at least to give you more speed. The question with Dallas on offense will be the offensive line, believe it or not. You yeah. lost Frederick. It's probably underperformed a bit. Tyron Smith always seems to get hurt. And also, you got a new coach, right? McCarthy, and you're going to have no mini camps. Who knows about training camp? Dak is still unsigned, which is really kind of getting kind of silly now. So that's really your, your worry there on offense. They're, this team's going to score points. They're going to score a lot of points. The questions are going to be on defense. 
Yeah, and they so uh, going back to defense, so they get a player from Oklahoma in the first round. Second round, Alabama, Trevon Diggs, Stephon's brother, uh, corner, which they needed, obviously, after losing Byron Jones. Uh, Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle from Oklahoma, so yet another Oklahoma player. Reggie Robinson, a corner. Uh, Tyler Biotis, a center to replace Travis Frederick. Uh, Bradley Anae, uh thought to be a nice, excuse me, out of Utah, expected to be a potential sleeper at defensive end. And then Ben DiNucci uh, to back up uh, Dak Prescott, quarterback out of JMU, my wife's alma mater. Shout out to my wife. So uh, they do add some pretty good needs there in the in the second and third and fourth rounds, George. So uh, they obviously were focused on what they needed. Um, it's still a top-heavy team, though. Uh, they need these rookies to perform well right away because they do have a, their pot committed uh, at a few positions with big money. But you're saying the offensive line could be an issue. Uh, I guess long term is really more what you're talking about. The, the Frederick loss is big. There isn't any doubt about that. But um, what? So what does all this mean for you for this team this year? Do you think they're still missing pieces as they take the field? Assuming Dak gets on the field, they're still missing too many pieces in 2020. Well, I think you already nailed it. All right, Dak's gonna gonna play. All right, we know he's gonna play for the Cowboys. He's not gonna hold out or anything like that. Yeah. Can Diggs, Robinson play this year, and play? All right, play well. We know they can play this year. Can they play well? Once again, we don't know what kind of training camp or mini camps you're gonna have. It's gonna be very tough. Hey, go out there and cover this guy. You know, go cover him. Make sure he doesn't catch anything. So we don't know. But if they can play this year, this team will be good again. Who? I mean, I assume uh, that you know. The suspended guys, the suspended, I call them the suspended brothers, get reinstated. I think they'll both be there. So that'll give Dallas a good pass rush uh, from both sides. Alden Smith, Randy Gregory. Right, the suspended brothers. I think they'll both come back. I do. Uh, and let's face it, you pretty much got two guys for one spot. As long as they can both give you a persistent, you know, consistent pass rush when they're in there, that's yeah. great. But I mean, each play 35% of the snaps, right? Exactly. Right. Not, you're not going to play them on run downs down. anyway. You're only going to play them on, on passing downs. So there you go. That should work out well. Uh, the interior of the line should be better. Crawford's back. You tell you drafted Gallimore there, which is another BPA, which I loved. It was an area of need. Dallas took BPA, and I like Gallimore there. But it's, I think in my mind, it all comes down to Diggs and Robinson. Can they cover? If they can cover, this is a good team. It's not the Saints. It's not the 49ers, but it's a good team. If they can't cover, then we're going to see a lot of 35, 31 games, uh, 31 games again, and we're going to have a lot of fun watching Dallas and betting the overs. Yeah. C.D. Lamb, sign me up. Okay, uh, last team. Uh, Jalen Rieger. Shout out to Jalen Rieger, whose dad played for, and you see the tweet up on the screen now, Jalen Rieger's dad, Monty, played for the Eagles, and his, sons get, his son gets drafted in the first round. I think a surprise name for some of us in the first round. Uh, I've heard a lot about Jalen Rieger during the draft process. Um, he didn't put up the numbers in his senior year, I believe, that some thought he might, but... Uh, I would say in general, Jalen Rieger was thought to be maybe a second-round pick, but he's the guy that surprises, comes up into the first round. Uh, Eagles obviously like what they got, uh, and then they continue uh, a little bit later in the draft getting Jalen Hurts. So two surprises, two Jalens back-to-back, uh, Jalen Rieger uh, first. Let's talk about Rieger first, and then we'll get into the whole Hurts discussion. I thought, I, I thought the Eagles were thrown for a loop. When they couldn't trade to get ahead of Dallas and Dallas took Lamb, I thought they were thrown for a loop. And they really didn't have a backup plan here. I don't think Rieger was so, – as you're sort of mentioning, I think he should have gone 10, 15 picks later. I think they took what they believe was the next best wide receiver, but they really wanted Lamb. And I think, by the way, I think it's another reason why Dallas took Lamb, because they knew if they didn't, 
the Eagles are going to get him. But if, you think, if Rieger's your top guy and you think he's really, that's not his value, it's straight back. Straight down. Maybe it wasn't possible. We've seen that before, right? No one wanted to trade up. You have to have, to, uh, you know, you have, to have a willing partner there. But I thought the Eagles were a little bit, uh, you know, strange that I didn't expect us from this team uh, to do this. Uh, like I said, if he's the next guy in your best guy in your list and you wanted a wide receiver, and they certainly needed a wide receiver in that organization. I get it. But uh, I was surprised that they made this pick. I would have liked to have seen a trade down. We don't always know if it's available here, but I don't think they got true value out of this pick. Yeah, so, uh, all right, they picked 10 players up overall, um, and then the the pick that obviously uh, lit people on fire on Friday night was the Philadelphia Eagles picking Jalen Hurts. Uh, Carson Wentz gave him a shout-out, said, welcome to the best football city in America. Uh, So they're exchanging uh, love notes on Twitter. I've commented a bunch on Hurts, and I will in a minute, but I want to give you the floor. What did you think of Philly picking a backup quarterback or a future quarterback in the second round. I sort of get the idea that they needed a good backup quarterback because Carson Wentz does get banged up a lot. He played all 16 games last season, then got hurt in the first playoff game, right? A concussion. So I I sort of get that. But Hurts is not really your backup kind of guy. He's more of a Taysom Hill kind of guy, a guy you're going to get in there and have certain plays for him. He's not your typical backup. So strange. I thought this was a strange pick again. Once again, Wentz is just starting a long-term contract. He's a young guy, so you're not looking to replace the guy. Yeah. He is your long-term starter at quarterback. Yeah, he's there until 2023. Right. So you're not losing. He's not replacing him. What are you going to do with Hurts when he's just four years and you're going to let him go when that fifth year? You're going to keep that fifth-year option. It's a lot of money that's going to be dedicated to the quarterback. No matter how Pats much did, salary Pats did going. this with Jimmy G. But then again, eventually they had to trade him. Yeah. Eventually you did. You didn't get very, you know you got a second round pick out of him. Hurts yeah. may not. He's he's in the best case scenario. Hurts doesn't play very much. Like I say he's Taysom Hill. He doesn't play at all in the best case scenario. Well, right? I, I think I think they'll have packages for him. I think he okay. will play. But yeah. well, once again, it's what you're sort of hitting. Or if you are, Wentz is a mobile quarterback. He can run those packages too. Yep. So you don't need him to do that. It's not like well, he got. They don't uh, want him to do it anymore. That that's true, and I wonder if that's the case. And once again, they don't want Wentz to get banged up any more than he absolutely has to. In fact, For, that, that's where I would go with the conversation. We only have a minute left, but I, I would I would close it out by saying I think they don't want him to run those packages anymore. I think they want Hertz in there to run some of the razzle dazzle stuff or whatever you want to call it. These you know interesting packages that the Saints run. I'd run more of them. I could I think you can make them a dynamic offense. I didn't have as big a problem with the pick as some people did. Uh, but considering that they added eight, nine other players other than Jalen Hurts, I think they did okay. And now it gives them a solid backup plan instead of rolling out a 40-year-old in the playoff game when Wentz gets hurt, George. Uh, when, to my mind, when you reach on Rieger and then you take a backup quarterback and you're a playoff team, you know, uh, I think you I think you came back to the pack a little bit. Yeah, you didn't, I don't mean that for the Packers. I think you hurt yourself a little bit here. Didn't take that next step forward. As, listen, as a Cowboy fan, thrilled. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So good comments there. We'll continue through the first round and all, you know, really evaluating all the teams and their drafts on the next episode of Football Full Circle. If you want the edge, stay right here on the grid. From- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like ah. 
being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.